Valley of Famine contains mature content and adult language. Check the show notes for specific content warnings. Hello, listeners. Did you know that the Rogue Valley Role Players podcast is an affiliate of BattleBards? BattleBards is an online repository of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Check out their website at BattleBards.com, and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you sign up for a Prime membership. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben. I'm here with Nick, Austin, Ed, and Rosemary. And we are the Rogue Valley Roleplayers getting ready to play another session of Valley of Famine. Once again, my name is Ben. I am the Marshal. I'm running the shindig tonight doing the things. I'm Nick. I'm playing Haru Matsuhara, the undead samurai this is austin playing herod graves formerly wine on beardslay this is ed and i'm playing daisy graves the weird scientist my name is rosemary and i play deputy rachel jane kennedy she's a huxlinger spade come off guard but it's something that i've been thinking for haru for a while haru's going to look for the town jeweler okay there is definitely one. He's going to be asking them to make a ring. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, what kind of a ring? Pretty much uh, a lady's ring, uh, picking a gemstone that matches like uh, Rachel's complexion, things like that. Okay. He's taking as much attention to detail on that as he does like his origami or things like that. He's. When do you want it by? Soon, he like he, soon. He, he's, okay. he's, he's he's telling the jeweler like, I would like it soon. I don't need a rush, but of course, it's uh, probably going to take us with the the detail you want. It's going to take us a, a little bit of time. Uh, check in with us in oh, give it a week. I can do that. Yeah. So after uh, Tantalus leaves, and I'm presuming Haru leaves. Yeah, I. I, I Hold on. Actually, after Tantalus leaves, um, if I may, I have to. Uh, I have something I must do. I will be back shortly. Oh, okay. Yeah, you leave and you go about your business with the jeweler and stuff. Ross, were you you were listening to that? Kind of. You got tickets to the circus. Did you not hear what that person said? I did. I'm concerned. I think there's something weird going on. There's definitely something weird going on. Will you please come to the circus tonight as backup? Don't say you're busy because we both know you have no social life, Ross. You just spend all your time in this office drinking. Ross makes a a face um, and it's like... Yeah, I'll come... A lot of people to be around. I appreciate it. All right, I better get my let's get started on the drinking. So does Scout. Bork. She scratches Scout. You keep bringing Scout up a lot. It's because I want 
You didn't know that I have a dog. I've no. had a dog this entire time. Yeah, we know. I, I deputized him. <laughs> it's a dimension. That's right, you did, and she, like, adjusts the little deputy badge on his collar. Um, yeah, and I think Herod gives his invitation to Scout, so the Scout can go in his stead. <laughs> Actually, in all seriousness, Herod's invitation would go to Ross, probably. Okay. So, Where is Herod going? Uh, he's going to tr- go try to schmooze with the carnies and kind of, uh, you know, get himself uh, hidden within that, that group. Okay. Uh, and Daisy, do anything special? Uh, well, getting Jonathan, inviting him. Okay. Letting him know, yeah, we're going to the circus tonight, and, well, things might get weird. You know what to do when things get weird. Get the hell out of there and save the people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep my head down and pray for God. <laughs> I don't like when things get weird. All right, Harrod, you make your way to Medford. Uh, you see the circus going up. There uh, a lot of industry going on here. A lot of work. Uh, the the big top is already up. Uh, they're moving a couple of the wagons uh, that look like they they like attractions on wheels. Or they're they're setting up. They've also got something that l- looks like a miniature railroad. They're they're setting up. He takes uh, some time to kind of looky-loo and scan what they're setting up, as well as like what the various uh, carnival workers are dressed as. Give sort of get me a, a notice roll. Get a convincing disguise together. Um, that's a five. So they're all wearing this similar kind of black and white uniform, and they're all absolutely silent. There's, uh, you don't hear any communication going on. They're just like, you know, they, 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 it seems like they, everyone knows what their job is and they just, they, they go, they get their stuff and they get to work. No one, there's no conversation, nothing. Taking note of this, he's going to experiment a little bit. He'll uh, find one who's kind of a bit separate from the others and say, uh, Good evening, friend. Do you have the time? He turns, looks at you, kind of sound like, cocks his head to the side reaches into a pocket pulls out a pocket watch and just holds it out to you uh Herod will take it and uh, open it and uh, pretend to be looking at the, t- the the time okay um and then he'll he'll close and say no, much appreciated uh, how may I thank you uh, sir he stares at you impassively for a very long uncomfortable moment and then turns back to his work after pocketing the, the pocket watch. Uh, kind of cocking his head a bit, Herod backs away. <laughs> Professional uh, stagehands. And begins to question whether he can actually infiltrate these people when they are acting so unusually. But uh, he's going to give it a shot. So uh, he'll head back to the... the cl- uh, is it called The Claim? Mm-hmm. He'll head back to The Claim. Which is in Jacksonville, not Medford. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's... I, I think he has time to do it. Yeah. Um, and he will uh, attempt to get a disguise together, which matches their uh, their outfit, uh, and uh, drape it, like a large raincoat over it, so it's not obvious that he's disguised as one of them until he gets closer. Give me a performance roll, I think is... And are these things about the same physical size as he is? Sure, yeah. Okay, so he'll get his um, bonus from, what's it called? Man of a Thousand Faces. Okay. 
That's a simple. Okay. Uh, you cobble together a disguise that looks similar to what these these circus workers are, are wearing, and you go down there, and what do you do to try and uh, interject yourself to, to stealth in there, as it were? I think he looks for an opportunity where someone is lifting something especially heavy mm-hmm. uh, and will actually just join in as though he is he's meant to be like helping them put it where it needs to go. Okay. It works for a little bit, and then at one point, like, they all just, like, set... You get to where you're, you're, you're going, all the people that are involved with moving this heavy object, set it down, and they all just, like, walk off in separate directions uh, and start going about other tasks. No communication, utterly silent, uh, and you're left standing there looking kind of awkward, uh, not quite sure uh, where to go. I don't, I don't think, like, all activity stops, but, like, those uh, immediately in your immediate vicinity kind of stop and turn and just look at you. About a dozen people just standing there staring. I think this unnerves him, uh, and he kind of uh, backs off without saying much or kind of holding up a hand. You start to back up, and Tantalus comes up behind you, claps a hand on your back, and says, Ah, wine on! How, how very... Uh, like you to try and, and sneak into the circus like this, even with uh, uh, an invitation already granted. <laughs> I am flattered, honestly. Your workers were so quiet and efficient that uh, I thought I could learn a thing or two. Yes, we've, uh, we're have we very, very practiced at this. This is, is almost a spectacle itself. Yes, I see. Uh, I don't suppose that uh, we can address this outside of the courts. <laughs> we'll address it at the winter court, of course. Uh, but no, no, no law needs to be involved. I'll see you at the show tonight. Uh, indeed. <laughs> he kind of, uh, you know, shakes his this man's hand off his shoulder and uh, sort of uh, leaves awkwardly in in this disguise as the other people who are all staring at him. Yeah. No. Uh, I, he he kind of escorts you. Oh away from, from the circus back to like the regular Midford streets and stuff and you know shakes your hand it's like don't don't forget to, to, to come right on time you don't want to miss this show of course of course good good we'll see you tonight he walks off <laughs> so kind of uh, taking taking off the you know the the mask and, and the Suit, uh, you know, he, he's he's still got his agency suit underneath somehow. Of course, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> you peel off the morph suit and you're, uh-huh. you're, you're uh-huh. in. He has a very wet suit comes off and there's the tuxedo. Yeah, <laughs> tuxedo inside. Um, well, that was damn strange. And I think cutscene. All right, and scene. Do we want to do anything else? Uh, Rachel's going to swing by the tailor and see if her new clothes are ready, because she'll probably wear them to the circus tonight. Sure, sure. So, the winter's court goes up, uh, night falls, and uh, you gather together and you you head as a group to the circus. Uh, There's... Go ahead. Herod takes a moment to uh, explain what he experienced. Yes, do that, do that. I thought I, you weren't joining tonight. I hadn't intended to, but uh, my options have been removed, as it were. I attempted to infiltrate the carnival workers, and 
pretend as though I were one of them. I think I put together a fairly convincing disguise, but strangely enough, they all seemed to know it was me. In addition, the various workers all appear to be mute. I could not strike up a conversation with them. I heard none of them say anything, and yet they all seemed to know their purpose. In general, I got a very strange and bad feeling from everything. I know that you are all probably already on your guard, but if any part of you thought that this was a normal circus, I would erase that illusion. Rachel looks at um, her roof and goes, yeah, we're going to be fighting ants tonight and just know it. Ants do have communications nonverbal. The last time the circus was in town, we wound up fighting a lot of monsters. That got loose. I noticed that you fight monsters for really any sort of reason. Yeah. <laughs> but have you noticed that evil keeps on camping out in the same spot? We fought the ants in the carnival here. Circus I don't think you fought any here. ants. How did you fight ants? They're very small. You didn't. You didn't. We yeah, didn't we actually fight didn't ants. have to fight the ants. No, thank God. Right. Yeah. The Siafu were. We, we yeah we, we fought the rattlers. Yeah. Um. So yes, with much trepidation and oh, are you all coming armed? Yeah. Yes. Of course. I, I, I'm sorry. Like. We have permission. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, it's like we were told to, so it's like... <laughs> I mean, I don't have a choice, actually, so yeah. Rage is with me. Mm-hmm. Bert Bailey's like, awesome, bros, we got tickets to the circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we're like walking into the circus, we see the Bailey brothers. So uh, you, you, you gather up and you head to the winter court with much trepidation as to what is going to transpire here. Uh... You see a lot of lights. Um, there is a ghost rock generator that's been set up a, a little bit a ways away from the circus, so the scream of the burning ghost rock doesn't drown everything out. There's music. There, There's, uh, like I said, lights. There's carnival games that have been set up. There are displays of new science. There's uh, this gizmo they're calling a roller coaster that people are getting on kind of riding. It looks it looks like a miniature railroad, but it goes very quickly and uh, up and down uh, these these kind of these steep hills and they uh, go down. There's nothing huge. It's kind of what you would expect to see at uh, a circus or a, a fair or carnival or whatever. I, I think that uh, Herod entering the circus sees all of these bright lights and attractions and all of these big kind of booming eye catchers. Mm-hmm. And so he is intentionally focused on looking for things that are not catching the eye. He's looking for like the small details, trying to get some hint of what's going on here. Okay. All right. Um, you oh, There's uh, some like uh, sideshow uh, wagons and attractions. There's there's the sideshows and then there's the sideshows where you notice, uh, you know, money exchanging hands and then people going uh, into a wagon together or behind or out of the way, somewhere out of sight. Um, and then you see the regular, like, uh, uh, oddities wagon and show and stuff like that. And then there's the main big top. 
Harold, what do you notice? Uh, so you see a lot of these uh, cir- circus workers uh, hanging back, watching everyone in the shadows, not really interacting. There are workers that uh, are actually speaking, you know, step right up, step right up, come try your luck, check out this latest in uh, new science technology, um, stuff like that. And are, they, are they dressed the same as the other ones? Yes, they are. They're dressed the same. There's dancers. They're uh, in various stages of uh, attire, uh, which you kind of you're not sure if you should feel bad for them, considering it's still quite cold and there's half naked people dancing around uh, at this this carnival uh, or circus. Um, yeah, I mean, you're moving a lot. It's, it keeps you pretty. Yeah, there's uh, there are mimes. There's a lot of mimes doing various shows. You know, juggling and stuff like that. I think that, like, Haru has offered his arm to Rachel and they're walking around together checking yeah. out some of the stuff. There's also a lot of uh, confection stands, cotton candy, all sorts of uh, sugary treats, stuff like that. <laughs> it's bad for my figure. <laughs> Do you even eat cotton candy? I mean, I can. <laughs> but why? To look normal? No, no, I mean, why Why even eat cotton candy? There's nothing to it, and it don't even taste good. I'm going to try to win Jonathan, a giant stuffed animal. All right. Games. What Games. What kind of game are you oh, going to? I don't know. <laughs> Just, uh, what am I trying to think of? The thing where you knock down the pins. Okay. <laughs> Make me an athletics roll. All right. My <laughs> oh, that's Ooh. a four. All right. Oh, yeah. You win a giant stuffed animal. It is... uh, (laughs) It's an elk. It's a a giant stuffed elk. Oh, dear. (laughs) 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 I think Haru's and Rachel are like... And Rosemary, feel free to step in. I think Haru and Rachel are more just taking in the sights. We're like, oh, look at that. You know, look look at what that is. Yeah, I feel like we're secure enough in our relationship at this point that we don't need to win stuffed animals. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. <laughs> I mean, unless they got one where you could use a fighting die roll, Haru would be like, <laughs> I'm cheating. <laughs> we're also probably being stopped by townsfolk who recognize us, I would imagine, because we're both fairly prominent law figures in yeah. the valley, so people are probably like evening deputy. and Yeah, people are probably accosting Sheriff Ross. Like, oh, Sheriff, since you're here, i got a bunch of problems. Like, no, come on. It's my night off. My only night off. <laughs> my one night off the year. It's the one time I go do something allegedly fun. <laughs> so people calling you deputy, I'd be called chief. So, yeah, a lot of people, various types. Howard jo- Jones is there. Which one was he? He's the rancher. Just kind of tip my hat to him, you know. Uh, thank you all for... Uh, Getting my cattle back, uh, what, four days ago now? Five days ago? I don't remember. It's been an eventful week. Yeah, it really has. It's been a very eventful week. <laughs> if, Haru, if Haru could feel tired, he'd be tired. <laughs> I'm actually a little hungry, I think. Yeah, what, what do you want? There's all sorts of uh, sweet confections. Uh, there's cotton candy, there's, like, uh, they call it a cake, but it's just, like, 
strands of thin fried dough with sugar. Uh, there's a name for it. Funnel cakes? Thank you. Thank you. Ben, I'm going to say that the, the, your your emphasis on the sugary, sweet treats is making me very uncomfortable, especially with the whole winter court angle. It's like I keep just keeping oh, yeah. fairies and fae. You're going like, to fuck us up. I don't want to eat anything at the circus, but I feel like we're in winter now, and it seems like we get hungrier during winter time. You do. Absolutely. So. That makes you even hungrier. Empty sugar calories. Mm-hmm. Do they have any meat? No. Trying to think, like, what would appeal to everything they're serving here is some sort of sugary, sweet, insubstantial confection. Horror reaches into his duster pocket and brings out some jerky. Boy, am I glad I brought this. (laughs) Say what? Are there churros? There are definitely churros. Churros are great. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Churros are good. Daisy and Jonathan definitely have some churros. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you want something to eat? <laughs> Make spirit rolls. No. <laughs> do, do you want something to eat, Rachel? I, I, the the candy of cotton, um, the funnel cake. Did you really just say candy of cotton? You know the fucking name. Sure, I'll have a funnel cake. That sounds good. It's been a while since I've had a sugary treat like that. So I, I you know, I pay for it. And... Mm-hmm. Thank you. Of course. She will the funnel cake. Okay, alright, yeah. It's like a penny for the the confections. Everything is, is really super inexpensive at this circus. God, I wish we had the prices of the old days. <laughs> not, not necessarily go back to those times, but just the prices of everything. Remember when a funnel cake used to be half a cent? <laughs> Damn that inflation. <laughs> uh, she'll eat it very tidily, because um, she's as as best yeah as tidily as you can yeah. eat funnel cake. It's a lot of powdered sugar, right? And then she's like, "Oh no, I got powdered sugar on my new vest," and she's like trying to brush it off awkwardly. And Haru pulls a kerchief from his pocket and kind of helps wipe off your face. Like you got a spot there. And then uh, it is time for the main show. I so regret eating the funnel cake. We're so fucked. Again, just as long as somebody doesn't say, "What can I have your name? <laughs> we are going to be the main show. You know, this I, oh, I am 100% aware of this. Why else bring, bring your, your weapons? weapons. Yeah. <laughs> you Look at the freak show. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's uh, keyed up enough and like alert enough that he's just sort of not even paying attention to anything except for the things that they don't want him to pay attention to, he thinks. Yeah, I think Haru is because of his his nature is like <clears throat> jerky from the pocket. <laughs> so you are all shown to front row sh- front row seats, not sheets. Wow, they're just gonna <laughs> drape our bodies. Are they Egyptian cotton? <laughs> uh, you're shown to front row seats. the The circus is packed. This is kind of like a box seating, VIP seating kind of thing that we've got, or is it just front row seats? Just front row seats. Um, I think Herod spends a lot of time before the show starts looking behind him and up the other rows to make sure nobody suspicious is up there. It's just all townspeople. Okay. You're even kind of getting familiar with some of them. So they're all suspicious. (laughs) Yeah, I think somebody waves at him and he kind of like uh, busily waves back. You kind of have to do a double take for a second because you think you see Phil Custard sitting somewhere, but then when you look, it's just some normal person. 
His eyes involuntarily Ooh. twitch. Is Flint here? No. Flint is not here. Well, shit, we're so fucked. Nor, nor is Alician Cordova. The main show begins with all the typical circus acts. Acrobats and clowns perform. Strongmen display their prowess. Emaciated lions roar and prowl, heeding only the whips of their masters. This goes on for maybe an hour and a half. Just, uh, you know, dancers and, and animals and trapeze artists, stuff like that. Tightrope walkers. All the usual stuff that you would expect to see at an ordinary circus. Ooh. Uh. Yeah. And then the lights dim and there's a steady, heavy drum roll. And uh, a huge iron coffin bound with chains is born into the ring carried by solemn strongmen fucking hell it is the siafu again leading the way is a young woman uh, dressed in a provocative uh, provocative costume of a type of walker a line is stretched over the ring and uh, with great fanfare and announcement the dreaded siafu are unleashed, bounded in the ring only by a circle of lit flames. The swarm of ants seethe back and forth, crawling and scurrying over each other, trying to escape but flinching away from the deadly flames. God damn it, Ben. <laughs> I turn to Herod and just tell him, see? Ants. Ants. Circus is low. Why? <laughs> is all he says. Um, Something tells me we're about the, to find The out. three of you that were here at the very beginning of this, you recognize, like, this is the same iron-bound coffin. This is the same ant swarm. That's weird. What happened to Mordecai? Yeah. Well, we did meet... I, sorry, I want to flash back. No, go ahead. We did meet Mordecai a while back. It was with Annie Oakley, and his, his circus was doing really badly, and he had to, like, sell a bunch of stuff off. Which maybe the new circus bought out. Yeah. He had, in fact, mentioned that he'd encountered the Winter Court and they had uh, persuaded, bribed, and intimidated uh, most of his acts away. Uh, so, again, the lights dim further until there's just a spotlight uh, on this woman. Uh, I, I take that back. There's still like a, a string of other lights uh, up in the, the higher areas of it, but they're not like bright enough to shed. They're bright enough to shed enough light that you can see the Siafu, but uh, the spotlight's drawing everyone's focus to the woman. Uh, the woman uh, gets up onto the tightrope and begins crossing it, arms held out to her side, uh, kind of every now and then pretending like she's, oh, about to lose her balance, oh no, and then she recovers it, and there the drums are going uh, and then she gets, she gets about halfway across, standing over the seething Siafu. The the Siafu are are apparently aware of her presence. There's so a small mound of ants trying to get high enough to reach up to her before they lose balance and fall back down, begin rebuilding again. Uh, and uh, she's uh, continuing on. She pauses for a moment, kind of turns around on the tightrope, bows stands up, and then catastrophe strikes. A bulb in the lights up above bursts, showering sparks, startling the young woman, and with a blood-curdling scream, she loses her balance 
and falls into the midst of the seething, ravenous Siafu. Uh, accompanied to the screams, the horrified screams of the audience as they're watching, uh, you see her just disappear, one arm outstretched uh, as she is just buried in a swarm of ants. And all the meanwhile, the drums continue, just this... She's going to appear from like one of the entrances to the tent somehow. I don't know. I don't know. I think she just got eaten by ants. The drums continue, accompanied by the audience's screams of horror. Uh, and then, on a crescendo of drums and cymbals, the young woman rises up out of the swarm, completely unharmed. Uh, she steps out of the ring, the, the flames dim down enough that she can like step over without setting herself on fire. And with a, a, a smile and a wave, she bows to the crowd, stands up, kind of plucks an ant out of her hair, gives it a mock kiss, and then throws it back into the swarm. <laughs> and then runs off to wherever the, the performers run off to. Rachel is stunned. Either these ants are better trained or there's magic going on. What kind of magic could protect you from a swarm of ants like that? Stop talking about magic in public. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, right. New science. What kind of new science could protect you from a swarm of ants like that? I don't know, some kind of smell? The Siafu are herded back into the confines of their iron box, uh, which is chained and sealed and borne out of the... Uh, circus. Uh, the lights come on. There's another couple of regular acts, although they all pale in comparison to uh, what you just witnessed. How's everyone feeling? Confused. Rachel feels Concerned. nauseous. A little hungry? Yeah, also a little hungry. <laughs> Jerky time. <laughs> I think for Herod, his paranoia hasn't diminished. But I think his ability to keep paying attention has. Mm-hmm. He's sort of worn himself out just trying to like look for some sort of trouble and hasn't found anything yet. I think Rachel is trusting Ross to be her eyes in this situation. So she's more focused on the main show. Shortly after, uh, you see Tantalus take the ring. Uh, and with a deep bow, he announces, Ladies and gentlemen, it is with my greatest pleasure and honor to announce... The mistress of the circus, the queen of the winter court, Lady Rob. Uh, the lights dim and darken entirely, and there is a gust of wind. And then the lights come back on, and Tantalus is nowhere to be seen, and in his place, dressed in a black and white ringmaster suit, is a woman. Tall, attractive in the extreme. Everyone give me a notice roll. Six. I also got a six. I got a five. You got a five. Uh, so at first glance, yes, yeah, she's extremely attractive, black hair, uh, but there is an edge to her beauty, a coldness in her eyes, and her smile seems to stretch just a little too wide. At first glance, she seems slender. But a closer look reveals uh, it is not so much slenderness as gauntness. Uh, there is a sharpness to her figure as she waves 
Still smiling, the Lady Rab calls out in a clear voice, no apparent use of a microphone or loudspeaker. My dear ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my court. I am pleased to announce that we have a very special performance for you tonight, for which I will need some very special volunteers. And she gestures with her left hand at you. My dear friends, Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy, Daisy Graves, Harrod Graves, and Matsuhara Haru, would you please join me in the center ring? Jonathan, things are about to get weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> I-, I picked up on that. <laughs> Rachel looks around at all the people in the crowd, and she's internally debating, like, or how much danger are they in if she doesn't go into the ring. And then she'll look at Haru and be like, I'll follow your lead if you want to go in. The show must go on. Herod stands up straight and uh, steps over the barricade and approaches the center. All right. I head to one of the actual entrances to the ring. It's <laughs> <a little> more... <laughs> yeah, Rachel will, um, I think, tuck her hand into your arm and kind of will leisurely stroll into the ring together. As as you're standing up, Ross catches the sleeve uh, of your duster, um, kind of gives you a look and just says, be careful. And then you enter the ring where uh, Lady Rab awaits you. As you approach, uh, she says in a, a quieter voice, still conversational, hello, my dears. I must say, I am so very pleased to finally meet all of you. It is, I admit, quite overdue, for which I must apologize. But here we are now. Rachel is looking at this woman. Does she seem at all familiar? She does. Fuck. Rachel squeezes your arm and, um... Leans in and whispers to you, I've seen her before. Where? As if she, she's able to hear this, uh, Lady Arab's smile almost stretches a little bit further, and for a moment, you catch a glimpse of razor sharp shark teeth, her eyes black and soulless. Famine stands before you. You have all become quite troublesome in my valley. I must say, it has been quite entertaining. You're the one bringing trouble to our valley. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I am what you might call a force of nature. But it is indeed my servant who has been (laughs) plaguing. Your kind loves deals, doesn't it? So what deal was struck? Why are you tormenting this place? I am not tormenting this place, as I said. It is simply my servant who reaches beyond his means, forgets his place, and thinks himself my equal. Which, of course, I cannot have. Hence why we find ourselves at mutual purposes. 
she grins again, that shark smile. So, so like, okay, so for Har's perspective, she is the physical embodiment of famine, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially. What do you want? What do I want? I merely wish to observe, to watch the spectacle, as it were. My agent, my servant, our (laughs) mutual friend, Moloch, has sent creatures something to deal with you. You've all become quite too troublesome to his plans, very much a threat. I come with something of a peace offering. I have made it so that you may deal with these creatures with no collateral damage. The Wendigo? Haru Quinn. Oh, no, 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 no. Those are uh, a a favorite toy of mine, but uh, Malak has made an alliance of sorts with their progenitor. An alliance which I find quite troublesome. Now all this fear focused on this one point. Putting uh, all of our eggs in one basket, you might say. Haru quickly looks around at the crowd, realizing that helping the collateral damage, that's the people of the Rogue Valley who are all packed into the stands. My dears, we could talk all night about this. Uh, I welcome you to uh, seek me out should you survive this. But for now, the show must go on. Uh, I suggest you ready yourselves. Uh, Consider this a token of peaceful intentions. Famine uh, moves to the edge of the ring and turns to the audience Ladies and gentlemen, I present a spectacle the likes of which you may never see again. Here and now, these brave heroes who have already given so much to protect this valley will try themselves against the very powers of hell itself, for the devil has sent his herd to collect their souls." Uh, That very moment, the entrance to the tent is ripped aside as a herd of demonic bulls burst into the tent, charging down the aisles and circling the rings. The ground shakes as this massive, hellish stampede pours in, and and the smell of brimstone fills the air, and four monstrously giant bulls leap into the center ring, their eyes glowing red, sparks flying from their hooves. And now we will go to cars. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Sound effects are by Plate Mail Games and Battle Bards. Music by the Eaglestone Collective. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. As always, thank you for joining us for this episode. 
please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen. And don't hesitate to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, at rvrpodcast on Twitter, or join us on our Discord server. We'd love to hear from y'all. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.